わさびアニメすごいですね The views and opinions expressed during Convention Nerds are solely those of the personalities, hosts, and or guests appearing on the broadcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. or any other agency, organization, event, partnership, employer, or company.、Um, but、uh, for everybody joining us for the first time, this is Convention Nerds. Convention Nerds is a weekly podcast, video podcast show. Uh, about uh, running and operating consumer focused media shows, aka anime, comic book, and pop culture conventions around the world.、Uh, my name is Tom Kroom, and in 1999, I met a girl and discovered that she liked Sailor Moon. So I decided I liked Sailor Moon too. And so I created an anime club called Wasabi Anime. Since then, Wasabi Anime has gone on to do literally, I've been to over 100 conventions、uh, individually in the past few years alone. Uh, getting to go out there, talk to fans about、uh, not just their fandom, but also about building a community of fandom and conventions.、Um, and、uh, the way I got further into it to start with Sabi Anime was by going to a convention in Orlando, Florida called JCON, the Japanese Animation Convention in Orlando, Florida, at the University of Central Florida, where I crashed a Transformers panel where、uh, some guy was up there being obnoxious with two other people who had no idea what they were talking about. So I had to cut in regularly and correct them. And that would be Ken, Joy Snack, Pants Navi. Hey, Tom. Yeah, you know, in 92, I broke up with my girlfriend. And to fill in my free time, I joined up with this new club that I found a flyer for at the local complex store, the Japanese Animation Club Orlando West. And、uh, from there,、uh, merged back in with the original Japanese Animation Club Orlando. And we've started JCON in 2000, September 2000. Of course, that's where I met Tom. And we've been doing wasabi anime, wow, 10 years, 12 years, how many years now? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> August 2001 is the technical inception creation date of wasabi anime, which means next year will be the 20th anniversary of wasabi anime. Wow. Yeah. You know. Which, which leads to a whole other discussion we're going to be having soon. But we are based <laughs> in the Southeast United States.、Yes. I'm in Florida. Ken is in Georgia.、Yep. And you know, right now,、uh, you know, if you're looking, you can't see below me, but I'm still wearing shorts.、Uh, it's in the upper、uh, mid to later 80s today in Florida. 86 degrees was the high today. So we decided, in order to you know, really get perspective on the difference in cons, we tried to think of one of the places we can go as far away as possible.、Uh, so we'd like to introduce our friend Vlad, who we're talking to from Edmonton and Alberta, Canada. Vlad, why don't you introduce yourself? And tell us about、uh, the show you're here to represent and、uh, just a little background. Sure. But before I do that, I just want to mention one thing. Me and Ken go back a very long way. And I want to reveal something about Ken here, real、oh. quick. Oh, oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, I've, I've known Ken actually prior to JCon、uh, when I used to go to AWA Atlanta. Yep. And、um, the way I know, to know Ken is he used to go to parties and he was, the old, he was even old back then. Oh, yeah. The back then. <laughs> and, He'd phone me up and he'd already come and get me and say, Vlad, you got to come to these parties. I feel really old and you're older than me, so you、yep. can bring up the average age. <laughs> exactly. You know, what I, what I used to drink at conventions on a, on a weekend is what I would probably put down in two years these days. Oh, man, my liver does not, uh, does not uh, like me for, for that time period. Yeah, 90, my first AWA was 97. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I know Ken. Me and Ken go back a long, long, long way, way before he had all gray hair or white yeah, hair. So, so you guys met in the 20th century? Yes. Yeah, in the 20th century. That's right. Just to clarify.、Cool. Yeah. Well, you're from Canada? <laughs> so my name is Vlad, Vlad G. Ponert, as I like to call it. And、um, I represent Animathon or my passion.、Um, my passion started way back, way earlier than Tom's. I mean, I went, my first con was 1978 or 79. Thank you. Was, I, feel, I feel young again. Keep yes, going. Yes, you do. <laughs> and、uh, the interesting thing about that con is it had one video room and they had a 27 inch TV with a video, video tape recorder, not a VCR, a video tape recorder. And they're showing Star Wars and the room was jam packed to the rafters. Quarter inch tape. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's all it took to wow people back then. Nowadays, cons are quite a bit different. So. Mm-hmm. Then I got involved in the、um, Doctor Who Club in 1986. And before I knew it, I was a co chair of the、uh, Doctor Who, the first Doctor Who convention in Edmonton. 
and then everything went side sideways and I kept doing more and more conventions, mm -hmm. mainly Star Trek science fiction conventions. And then I got into this little thing called anime and uh, I decided to uh, go to the, there was no clubs back then. So I decided to start when I was a co-founder of basically Baka, which is the Bonsai Animation Club of Alberta. And yes, we do know what that means. We did know what that meant. We thought it was cool. Until uh, still is, I'd go by it. I'd, I'd go by it. Yeah, sure. And um, and what what year did that club start? When was that? Nineteen ninety one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was quite a long time ago. Actually, so, that was so. Let, let me let me put us all in a lot of pain here, real quick. Now the audience can't hear her, but our producer is sitting quietly in the background. Uh, Danielle, what year were you born? <laughs> is she listening? Okay, never mind. She's oh, she's typing. Oh, you're typing. We, you're not going to be able to see. Just just tell us what. Oh, ninety one. I was born in nineteen ninety one. I graduated <laughs> from high school in ninety. <laughs> so there you go. See. I was cool. uh, I was hijacking uh, Disney clubs, making them into anime clubs, because that's basically what happened. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. So Disney clubs that far north, okay? So basically, from there, um, I left a little. Uh, we started doing some promotional clubs, um, you know, some promotional cons, I should say, little mini events mm -hmm. at stores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that led to actually, uh, and then that led to 1994. Yeah, yep, 94. That led to Animathon. And I left before Animathon because I went to do other conventions, mm. Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, those kind yep. of conventions. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple of guys who decided, you know, a few of the people decided, hey, let's, we watch anime anyway. So let's get two viewing rooms at our local college, invite people. And if we only show up, then we get a cool weekend if more people show up. And I think about 84, 85 people showed up. So that was the birth of Animathon. Now, now you're correcting me without knowing it. So every time I've come up to see you, I've always said Animathon, and I'm going to say everything wrong when I'm in Canada anyway, because you know Florida. So is it Animathon? Animathon is there a preferred or specific pronunciation that's you know, I've preferred heard it one all, over the other? I've heard like it all the ways. Boot. <laughs> I've heard it all the ways. <laughs> so I'm since, still safe saying Animathon. It's it can it has been called that too. Well, since I'm the co-chair and I'm on your show, I'm going to correct you and say Animathon. Okay, right. I will I will call Animathon for the rest of the show. Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, I'm very disappointed. You <laughs> yeah, you, you guys in Florida, you always pronounce, mispronounce everything anyway. Well, in the United States, we mispronounce anything and we drop U's in every word we can. Um, so, so 90s, uh, so you said 1994 was the first anime? 94, yep. Okay. Wow, okay. Uh, that was so, presented on by Baca, the animation club. And, okay. uh, you know, things were pretty cheap back then, you know, just had to get a couple of rooms booked and... Rooms came mm -hmm. with projectors because um, it was at a college. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was on McEwen College, um, and uh, that that actually stayed. Adamathon stayed on McEwen College, uh, the college until twenty four. So it's twenty four years it remained at the same location, which is pretty incredible. It grew from two rooms to taking the entire campus, which is five city blocks. Now, if you had to guess, how many people do you think showed up that first year? I think about 84, I was told about 84 people showed up over the whole okay. weekend. Now, comparatively speaking, last year, Ballpark, how many people came to Animathon? Well, I can tell you exactly. I'm the one who keeps all the stats. <laughs> 10,062. We broke the barrier of 10,000. Okay. So that's those charge style that's, numbers or individual That's numbers? a warm body count. Warm body count. Okay. Okay. We don't count the zombies. <laughs> Well, and, and and let's face it, up there as cold as it is, that's that's not a unlikely statement. Um, so you moved uh, twenty five years later off of the college onto, and you guys are where at now? We're, we're at the, I've been uh, to Edmonton, the down. The you're the downtown one, right? Yeah, the Edmonton Convention Center. Right. Okay. We're because uh, I go up there. So full disclosure, everybody watching. So the reason I go there. Um, and this is going to be confusing when I connect all the dots. Actually, let me take a step back. The reason Vlad and I know each other is because uh, uh, Wasabi Anime, for a, a good couple of years, helped run uh, the overnights at the video arts track. So Ken already knew Vlad from AWA. Then Wasabi Anime came to AWA, and that's where Vlad and I met. And then with the uh, advent of Project Anime, which I helped start in California, we bump up, uh, bump into each other because of having to yeah. go to so many cons. And then when I, when Wasabi Anime started working directly with uh, Informa Pop Culture, there is a show in the same town called Edmonton Expo. And 
that's where you know we got to see each other a lot more. Now my story, and I, I I've been waiting you know for this entire show to tell the story of my favorite story about introducing somebody from Florida to your town, Vlad, uh, is that uh, to fly from Florida, and I fly uh, usually out of Orlando, Florida, right, all the way to Edmonton, and and if people you know uh, pull up a map. It is probably about as far away as I can go without, you know, getting myself to Russia or Alaska next. And uh, it's, it's just straight across the entire map. Hours and hours of flight. So I get up early in the morning, get on my flight. Uh, when I leave, uh, I live, you know, in a beach town. So I went to the beach that morning, <laughs> enjoy the ocean, had my, my, my bathing suit on, uh, walked back, got a shower, had everything pre-packed. So I wanted to just be chill for a long flight get to the airport, fly this long, long flight after my morning at the beach. I get in late at night in uh, Edmonton. It's probably like 11 p.m. ish. Car picks me up at the airport, takes me to the, uh, the West End downtown. Check into my room late at night, go up to bed, and I pass out, sleep like a baby, long flight. Next morning, I wake up. And when I wake up, the first thing a lot of us do in today's day and age, you reach over, you grab your cell phone first. So I reach and grab my cell phone, Look at the time, and my calendar is right there on, on my phone. And it says at the top of the calendar, last day of summer. And I'm like, okay, it's about that time of year. It's the last day of summer. Uh, you know, I was at the beach yesterday. Cool. I get up, walk to my window because it sounds weird outside, open my window, and it snowed six inches that between the time I landed and the morning I woke up. And that was my introduction to your entire city. So. And um, that strange thing is that just happened that year early. So just on that day too. So it was just <laughs> well, waiting for you, Tom. Well, and, and I took full blame. I'm like, you know, I, I came all the way from Florida to, to bring the snow for that. But right. um, so let's talk about the show. So, so like I said, I'm used to the multi-genre show that's in town, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you had a couple of base pieces that we can relate to, you know, and, and Ken can speak to more than I can because Ken was there at the beginning of JCon. Being born out of Jayco, and Jaycon was, uh, you know, the cons I all started were hotel cons, but his started on a uh, a college campus, campus yeah. also. So, like, what sort of, uh, you know, in, in Canada, Canadian college, what did you guys have to do to, you know, get that set up, get permission? You know, what's it like doing that uh, at a college level? Well, originally, originally there was only a few rooms involved, and when it grew, it grew to four rooms. So, you know, it was easy just to book the rooms because the there was a the club had uh had rights there but after a while you know when you start taking over more and more space the college starts mm-hmm. to go um you know oh, yeah. start paying for that space or pay more and, well and the funny thing with colleges is that there's the there's the point there's a section that wants to make money you know where they say hey go get more people rent our rooms to make money and then there's academics but academics has a full say in everything so mm-hmm. If you want this room, but academics wants it too, guess who gets bumped? Yeah. So we had we had some very very interesting things with um, academics. Well, and and how long? So, like rent wise, like I know Ken at, at, at the you know when you guys rented the whole UCF Student Union, what was it like five you know five hundred bucks something stupid cheap, right? Oh, when we got to the larger anathons, it got pretty expensive because now we're renting five city blocks of space, including their main gym and everything. So, oh know, yeah, but I'm talking about like like back in college. Oh, like, back know, in college, it was a few bucks. You know, you you could. The funny thing about anathon up to anathon ten, anathon was free. Mm-hmm. It was no oh. admission cost. It was mainly a viewing convention, uh, convention or what we like to say festival in it. In Edmonton, because this is the city of festivals, we have more festivals than all of Canada, almost. And uh, so we were a fest viewing festival. So up to Animathon 10, 95 percent of our programming was all just anime. Hence, Ken, I think, Animathon. I think your audio is gone. Ken, say something. Am I still back? Am I back now? Now you're back. Oh, now you're back. Yeah. Hi. Right. So I saw you. I can't do my lip reading that well anymore. I saw um, you, you speaking. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you know, he's paying a bunch, a chunk of change, but is it in Canadian dollars? I mean, yeah, <laughs> funny it money. It is in Canadian dollars, yes. So, so, but you guys were free for the first ten years. So, what did you yeah. draw revenue from? Just from yeah, vendors yeah. Well, and- well, the 
vend there were vendors starting the third year and that's paid the balance. Like I said, mm -hmm. when you have, when you're paying fairly low fees at the university and the rooms right. are equipped with video, audio, video, what's, and you're showing 99% of what you're showing is anime, then there isn't really that many costs involved. I mean, I think the budget, when we, right. when the ch there was a came a change over time and that came, the budget like doubled or tripled really, you know. Well, one of the challenges we, I, I brought this up when we were talking with Holiday Matsuri, um, one of the reasons why JCon had the cost it did from year two and beyond is because when we were when we were low low cost, we had a hard time getting people to work the convention because you mm -hmm. know of course you give them the badge, and I think our first year we were twenty bucks, and people were like, oh, I don't want to work, I'll just pay the twenty dollars and go, and we're like, you realize it doesn't happen unless somebody actually helps the event. Yep. Uh, so we end up, we went to a higher price point because we found the point in which people were willing to volunteer versus pay. And where that mix was is where we ended up putting our price point. It wasn't because of cost or anything. It was like, this was, it was a, it was one of those uh, limiters that uh, we need to have to be able to get the actual bodies that we're doing just outside the love of, of, of uh, uh, helping, you know. Mm -hmm. so. Well, we had a different problem. What happened is Animathon 10, it was getting to the point where there were so many people coming to Animathon mm -hmm. that the current, that society, the society that evolved from the club that ran it, mm -hmm. couldn't sustain it any longer free. Right. And yeah. they didn't want to continue. And hence what happened was they wanted to basically end the event. But a lot of us, that's where I was conned into coming back to help run the event. That's where uh, the Society of Asapa was born. Which basically is the uh, Alberta stands for Alberta Society for Asian Popular Arts, and it okay. basically runs Animathon. It presents Animathon as a committee run it. So that came into being at that time, and the biggest argument we had was half the committee wanted to still keep it free, or were afraid that hey, we've we've uh, conditioned people now to come for free. We can't right. just charge money. And then the other half of us was saying, yo, people will come. It's their passion. They'll do it. So we ended up arguing, 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 and we ended up finally compromising that we'd say, okay, for a donation of $20 or more, you get a uh, fast pass. You get a card that puts you in the front of the line. Oh, that's what, yeah, well, it was, it was a way to kind of transition into that. So what happened was the day, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but the day uh, I was pretty confident things were going to go. And the day of the con, people were throwing in like 50, 60, $70 saying, here's payback for all the years we were free. And everybody was paying. So when they, when they asked the lineup, okay, who has a fast pass? Everybody put up their hand with a fast pass. It pretty, <laughs> much, it pretty much made it useless, you know, because there was only maybe two people that had to go to the back of the line. So, <laughs> and after that, <laughs> after that, nobody complained anymore. Well, as, as clean as we've kept the show so far and discussing everything, we're going to get a little dirty. I'm looking over the chat. Yeah. And somebody has put in, Vlad, tell the story of the room of toilets at the college. Can you please tell us what they are talking about? Oh, boy. Uh, that would have to be brought up. So <laughs> the irony was is that the college was always doing construction. You know, it was, it was always a joke that after a while, there was always construction in the college. Mm -hmm. And... We were told, you know, okay, you can't have this room, you can't have that room, you can't have that room because there's construction. And what yeah. about that room? Oh, that's the foreman's office. Oh, what do you mean that's the foreman's office? So we got these four video rooms, you know, that we really desperately needed because they were the bigger rooms. And here, here we are in the first day, you know, our technician comes and wants to set up the projector. He opens the door and it's full of toilets. That's our- Just toilets. Yeah, their video room with, has on the outside our little sign that says, you know, video room five and has a schedule and it's the room is full of basically toilets. I mean, but that's basically didn't... the ultimate viewing room. If you think yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah. yeah, it's a room of thrones. Let's go. Yeah. Watch the anime. Yeah. It's completely, completely self-contained. Yeah. So we had this room full of toilets and we couldn't use it for the video room. Now, obviously later on, we shuffled it around, but um, you know, just think of the, just think of the surprise of our, person who went to set up this computer, you know, and opens the door and there's toilets in the room. In, you That's, know, I've, I've had a debate with hotels, the definition of locked in a room, but I never had to talk about, you know, how to have a, you know, a room full of toilets. That's, that's yeah. one way to limit seating Only in capacity. Canada. 
Yeah. Well, we, that was very interesting. The college was a very interesting place, you know, because we, when we started into bands and um, we, we used the main gym as our main events room because it had Coliseum seating. It had like bleachers that had full oh, seats. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. kind of really cool, you know, and we could, you know, it was about 1500 people it could hold. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go and uh, they would say, okay, this is emergency lighting. And they'd turn off half the lights. I'm going, what do you mean? I can still see all the specs on the floor. That's not emergency lighting. They said, well, that's as far as you go down. So first year concerts were basically in full bright light until they finally tore off the uh, mercury vapor lamps. And if you know anything about mercury vapor lamps, yeah. once you turn them off, they don't come on they very quickly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you get all so, you warm them back up. Yeah. So I was, I was ready to go into the you know next year following. I was ready to go and fight this. You know, I was going to threaten to take this con away from them. I was all popped up and I was all going to fight this thing and I was all ready to go and, you know, and everything. And I get in the room and I'm ready to go. And they say, Oh, by the way, we're ripping all the lights off, putting led lighting on there. So you don't have, so emergency, you can turn off all the lights. I'm like, Oh, damn, damn. I, I was going to fight you on this. I came all prepared. Yeah, I, 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 I come to this before you. You come all ready with your. You're about to dig in and have a battle, and it's the well, we we fixed that, and it's like, well, I had all this energy going. Um, yeah, so I should say that our chat room has devolved pretty badly. Um, talking about your toilet, they're coming up with names of. Uh, let's oh see, my god! View, viewing room for number two. Uh, finding seats in the viewing room quickly becomes the Game of Thrones. Oh, I um, get a, I get a feeling I know who put that post in. I know who did that. <laughs> So, so let, let, let me jump over. I get another great question. And so let's, let's leave the convention center for a second and let's go to, or I'm sorry, the, the college and go to your convention center here. So uh, a big challenge uh, for us running shows in the United States, uh, you know, Ken and I uh, have literally almost put our heads through the wall dealing with this before is uh, operating food and beverage events within a convention, uh, within a convention center, within a hotel. Uh, and the reason is in the, um, uh, lawsuit landscape of the United States, uh, we can't uh, anymore, like we could have, you know, maybe 20 years ago, do, hey, we're going to do, you know, uh, this uh, maid cafe, and the maids are all going to make their own food and cupcakes and bring that in. Uh, and we just can't do that. There's too too much liability oh, yeah. that gets carried yeah. to that. And don't forget, F and B, as we call it in the industry, is a big money, is a big money maker for, for the venues, especially when we move to a hotel. Yeah. Um, and it's normally built into most of our contracts as well. You know, where, what, what we're having to spend, you know, how much we need to spend and then who we need to buy it from. And then of course, you know, how much booze we have to buy too. But, uh, but my key question is what, like, like if I had a made cafe mm-hmm. uh, coming to your Canadian show, um, uh, you know, would they be allowed to make their own cupcakes or would they have to sign waivers, which you have to carry insurance? What, what's that scenario like at a, a convention the, the food, in Canada? The food nightmare is about the same as everywhere else. Okay. See, when we went to, when we were at the college, okay, I'll, I'll bring out a name that everybody will, uh, freak out over Airmark. Airmark. Airmark oh, used God. to run the food services at the college. Yeah. I think so, they have a monopoly on all, all the consumer. <laughs> oh yeah. Even in Canada. Yeah. When we moved to the convention center, the convention center runs runs their own food services. Yeah. So they they were very hesitant to make us run a meat cafe, but I I went to them and said, okay, by government regulations, if our mates take a course and get the the basic food preparation course, which is like a two hour, you can do it online, then they'll have a food prep license and they can touch the food, right? And they looked at me and went, nobody's ever asked that question. Uh-oh. That's a clever that's a clever approach. That's interesting. <laughs> so we had all our maids certified to do food preparation. Interesting. Which, meant, which meant That's means a clever could, approach. Which means they could, they could, and the convention had never heard of it. So they went, you know what? Never, nobody asked that question. They went to the managers and said, you know what? We were willing to try that. And since then, that's how we got away with it. Interesting. D- D- mean, uh, Shay, who runs food. my runs my maid cafe in florida is is in the chat hey take note yeah she's interesting take notes yeah, on this safe one. that's an approach i've never heard yeah, yeah. We do safe that, surf don't worry that'll be royalties on that idea later on okay yeah well, yeah bill us well i'm canadian i mean it's it's gonna yeah, be a we'll buck, buck anyway, 20 so. canadian yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen scott pilgrim i know how it works yeah 
pay you in coins. But okay, so so it's <laughs> it's the same challenges, but it sounds like you guys have come up with some creative solutions. But yeah, that's it's an interesting way to spin it. Yeah. The, the the beautiful thing about the convention center here is because Edmonton is a festival city. Right. So during the summer, the convention center is dead, very dead because everybody goes outdoors. Yeah. So uh, uh, we're yeah. during the summer, so guess what? We are the biggest event the convention center has, pretty uh. much. We take the entire convention center. Now the and convention center, I remember we drove when we drove out to um, where, where's Edmonton Expo, Tom? What, what event? What no, where the center? so Ed, Edmonton Expo is ironically at the Edmonton Expo Center. That's correct. Um, down the street from us, with a, like we would walk past when we'd walk from the hotel to the Edmonton Expo Center, you would actually see the Edmonton Convention Center. And that was over there on the right when it was, that's on the, is that the one on the slope? Yeah, that's on the slope. It's, okay, it's, in, yeah, the river, yeah. it's, it's in the River Valley. So we have a natural cosplay um, park, you know. So right, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. works really well. And one thing we did in our main events, there's a whole wall of glass. And uh, we put our green room in the corner and we left it, and we left the wall of glass uh, without curtaining. So all our guests could see the beautiful river valley and everything. They were like, nobody wanted to leave the green room. Well, so, so segueing into to, to the next talk. So you're in a great position because you have been to like anime weekend Atlanta and you've been to us shows. That's correct. And, you know, I started going to, to Canadian shows and, but um, you know, we both worked capacities in both, but uh, what in your perception, what would you say are the key differences, if any, that you've seen between a Canadian anime pop culture event or an American uh, pop culture anime event? Well, there are a lot of similarities in terms of what you see, but that, mm -hmm. but that goes about, but a lot of times what people tell me is just the atmosphere and sometimes the people here, mm -hmm. um, the fans. Um, not to say that the, in, the, in America it's any different, you know, that, but in America, there's, the shows tend to be bigger, a lot more, um, you know, a lot more money involved. A lot more stresses, you know, involved. Mm -hmm. um, well, Canada, we, you know, we seem to people here. Like one of the things that the convention center said, they said to us, you know, your people are so nice. They're so polite. You know, they're, we love your convention. Which is already a Canadian stereotype. So now it's twice. So as here, much. here's a convention center that loves our convention. They and the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the main uh, manager, sales manager, took me aside and said, actually, you know what, you're a favorite show. Now. Edmonton I, in itself is in a strange geographic location. I mean, flying in, it's 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 nothingness, nothingness, nothingness than Edmonton. Um, I mean, what's your what are the the the, the things that or that restrict your attendance numbers? I'm assuming that people are only willing to drive X number of of hours to come to the event. Well, Edmont the metropolitan metropolis Edmonton area, the whole area around Edmonton uh -huh. is mm -hmm. just about just barely a million people. Okay. Next, okay. next you have uh, 90 minutes. You have a uh, red deer, which is maybe 40, 60,000 people. So, okay. And then you have Calgary, which is three and a half hours away, which is quite a distance now. Right. Oh yeah. You know, they're about a million, a little over a million, uh, you know, just slightly over more than Edmonton, but just barely. So there isn't a lot to draw upon. Like, you know, when you go to uh, obviously Atlanta, you know, California there, you know, you pretty much got people oozing out of every corner to go to the con, right? So the challenge is, and our convention center isn't necessarily that huge. It could never sustain 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, last year, we, after 20, what, 26 years, we broke 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes the con a little bit more, you know, um, friendly, you know, a little bit kind of where the small con, the big small con. Intimate. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you say you're the numbers person. So, you know, kind of extending off Ken's, Ken's question here. In Florida, for example, you know, uh, I live, you know, two two hours away from MegaCon, which I work to, That's and right. two hours is a nothing drive for me in Florida. Like it's normal because our cities right, are spread right. out in our state, yeah. and a ton of people in the Southeast uh, go to a, a massive show called DragonCon in Atlanta, yeah. and they'll all drive to that because it's normal to do a five hour drive in this region. So you're saying three and a half hour drives? How many people, uh, you know, estimate approximate? Uh, at Edmund at, uh, at Animathon are from Edmonton proper that region and how many come from Calgary and how many come from neither of those what's that's very interesting uh, the stats are very interesting in that we thought there were a lot more but it's kind of anywhere between five to ten sometimes even 15 percent so 
there isn't a lot, you know, when you look at it. Mm. Most, most, most of our region is from Edmonton. Not that we don't get, but then the thing is, when you go past Calgary, the next mm -hmm. drive is about eight hours. Right. Okay. Oh my God. And that's Saskatchewan, and you know how that's, you know, how the shows went over there. Next yeah. biggest metropolis area that's massive is Vancouver. That's like a, uh, you know, 10, 12 hour drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that's too you know, far. Okay. You're so. not going to get too, so, you know, we're spread out a lot more. It's not just, you know, get in the car and six hours later we're there. Yeah. So, and, and, and I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's, you have a million people or, or we're being corrected in here. There's 1.3 million people in Edmonton, according to the chat. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, you're looking after last at, week's uh, that's probably on Columbus. That's yeah, including, <laughs> that's including that's including all the surrounding areas. I'm assuming, yeah. Okay, the greater but, Edmonton but, area. But I mean, ten thousands, you know, point zero, you know, it's it's a drop in the bucket compared to your 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 population, which means you know that's still impressive with that many, uh, you know, that that's many actually, anime fans. That, relative, that, go relative, ahead. relative speaking to a lot of other cons, when you start looking at the ratios, actually, we're doing really good. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the one we always pull from when we, we, we joke about numbers is, um, you know, Anime Expo is the largest one in North America. Um, and people, you know, tout that a lot. But, you know, Ken and I are very quick. We love stats and numbers. Quick to point out that there's 10 million people living in the L.A. Basin. Yeah, there's so more people do, in the L.A. Basin than there is in most of in the state of Georgia. So, I mean, yes, you, yeah. you start looking going when you, you that the population density and they talk about that in the chat population density figures into a lot of that. Um, now, when I was at Edmonton, I was surprised about this strong Asian culture that was there in Edmonton. I mean, what what what's the background of uh, of that uh, cultural subgroup there in Canada? There is definitely a big Asian presence here, and um, uh, so I would say, you know, we I've, I mean, it's not as big as Vancouver. Vancouver, when I used to go to the cons there. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, there used to be a large, much larger presence at the conventions, but um, I'd say we get a fairly large, you know, large share, definitely a lot more than in some of the places I've gone in the U.S. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Vancouver is one of the I've, I've had to do city demographic research for the shows we work with. And, you know, uh, Vancouver's, I think, top three in the United States or North oh, yeah. America, excuse me, for oh, just uh, put Vancouver Asian in the United States. Yeah, yeah. I, I corrected myself. Bad Tom. Well, Bad Tom. No, no, I meant <laughs> Vancouver, Washington, oh. right over the bridge from Portland. Oh. Yeah. I recovered oh. quickly from that one. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, no, you know, Vancouver's kind of a, you know, the little Hollywood now yeah. uh, because it yeah. is such a, a, a popular city. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't know. Again, I've never driven through Canada, uh, right. except for, you know, I go to Calgary, I drive over to Banff. That's about it. But, you know, uh, the distances, uh, you know, so you have a city with a million people, city with a million people, and you said it's eight hours and then 12 hours to the next one. Um, and then just Past below Calgary, you guys. Yeah. Okay. And then below you guys, there's just a whole lot of nothing. Uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. If you move the, if you move the border up, there was always, they were always joking that if you move the border up 150 miles, You'd lose mm -hmm. ninety nine. You'd lose about ninety percent of the major cities in Canada. <laughs> well, we are. Animathon is the most northern convention, anime convention, uh, largest northern anime convention in all of North America. So it's it's the northernmost major anime convention. I'm trying. I'm trying That's to think. Pretty I, much, yes. So I think I worked that out last time. We the Canada had that argument because uh, I was trying to do the figure it out by by the where we were uh latitude and longitude compared oh, yeah. to yeah. in Europe. Like is is this the furthest north I've ever been? It might be. There are um, some conventions in Europe that are further up, but uh you know there's we're pretty much giving a run for their money. Yeah. So um as as far as uh you know how many years has it been now? How like it, next what let me let me back up with this question. Uh what approach because this is a question we're gonna start asking more and more in every uh, show. What approach are you going to have should your convention happen next year? Is it going to be the 26th occurrence of the convention or the 27th year? You see what I'm saying? What's the number that you guys are going with and what number convention would next year be for you? Well, the interesting part is we're one of the very few conventions that still use numbers at the mm -hmm. moment. And what we've said basically that Anathon 27 didn't happen, so it's postponed till next year. So okay. That's what we're riding on right now. So next year will still be the 27th Animathon versus the 28th year. Because I've heard both both conversations yeah, happening right now in our community. Yeah, that hasn't 
yeah, that's that's still a mystery. Okay, but but it, it, as far as occurrences, you guys have completed twenty six conventions to date, right? Yes, two thousand nineteen. It was twenty six. Okay, um, uh, if you had to uh, tell somebody who's never been to Animathon mm -hmm. before what um, what would be the appeal of coming to Animathon versus uh, any other anime con in, in, in Canada? We've got a really beautiful convention center that overlooks a beautiful river valley. Mm -hmm. We also have, um, we're also very good at um, make, at uh, guests. We have usually very good guests. We are, um, we're very good at uh, music. We're called one of the uh, probably music cons because we do always have bands from uh, Japan. And uh, so we have a unique sense of guests. And uh, the atmosphere, I would say, is very festive here in Edmonton. Now, are you the only, uh, aside from Edmonton Expo, which I, I work with, and, and then Animathon, uh, your show, are there any other pop culture events of note within Edmonton? Uh, yeah, there's a few. They're much smaller, though. Okay. So there's but not, no to the scale, none to the scale of yours. Or, and you're not yeah. counting hockey, no. right? No, hockey, no, a hockey game is not a cultural. No, event. no, okay. that's not. <laughs> well, it is a cultural event, but not the same genre. Not a pop culture event. So, um, yeah. although we've sent, although we've had Japanese that some of our guests that were basically, we found tickets for them because they're like, oh, oh, gotta go to hockey in Canada. <laughs> oh, I almost bought a. I almost bought an Oilers jersey last time I was there. I bought oh, the fact that. The, the first time I flew in, the fact that I got off of the plane and that's all that your baggage claim is, is, is I'm like, yeah. I literally looked at him like, I guess hockey is important well, here. And then I bought me some Wayne, some Wayne Gretzky wine in the airport on the way back out because well, my wife one, loved that stuff. Well, one of our mini, one of our mini cons, um, Taste of Animathon, we used to do a winter con at one point until it grew too big. Oh. But um, we had one of our themes because we always have themes and we had our... Um, main mascot nishi he was in a hockey he was in a hockey outfit with a hockey stick playing hockey and i was at a uh, general science fiction con you know promoting our convention and um the, the dad you know was there with a the daughter and um, he flipped over and he said oh my god this is hockey so hockey happens at your con and the girl squealed she goes no dad that's anime <laughs> so, so you're he, saying ho hockey is a big deal in canada yeah, it is because the dad was I, dad was really it. cool of going to an anime con to see the hockey and the and the young girl and the her da his daughter was cool and going to anime. So, Vlad, so so, were you living in Edmonton when Wayne Gretzky left? Yep. How bad was it? It happened. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Ken, Ken, don't forget, we were living in Orlando when Shaq left. I know, I know. Yeah, I it happened. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was it was, I mean, I understand that we used to put the Shaq jersey on top of King, on, on King Kong uh, at Universal Studios. And he's in the pre-show for some of the, the things there. And the second he left, we had to shut down the pre-show for a ride at Universal because people were throwing stuff at the screen. So well, I can only it, imagine. Yeah. And, and that's just Shaq. We don't talk imagine. about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, uh, have a, uh, we have a, um, <laughs> we have a, we have a roadway named Wayne Gretzky, freeway named Wayne Gretzky. And it's basically stops to, um, at the old um, Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I was like, hey, it's Wayne Gretzky Avenue. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it is Edmonton, isn't it? Now, I, I don't know how to work this into the conversation, so I'm just going to go into it. Um, in Florida, we are a hot mess when it comes to conventions, more conventions. And, and like I said, mm -hmm. you only have those two major ones in Edmonton. You know, we have, you know, 100 on any given day. And the uh, one of my favorite oh god what they were what were they thinking conventions of all time i didn't realize how notorious it had become until we were at awa and you had a music video there paying tribute to the awesomeness from florida that was naruto, naruto track. track do you remember that oh yeah 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 naruto track <laughs> and you know from and the, the i got that idea because that really was a con that was that, that was being produced Oh, yep. oh, let's be clear, Vlad. I went. Yeah, so you went, went to that con. Oh, yeah. It was so in Miami. So, yeah. So, Petey, the, the the guy who runs a show here called Spooky Empire, uh, Mike Broder, yeah. who's the uh, owner of Galaxy Con now, uh, and myself, all heard about this and agreed to meet. And literally, <laughs> it was a hotel con. We walked. Into oh my the, god! 
the three of us went straight to the bar, ordered drinks, and sat there and watched uh, uh, what's it, Walter Koenig. Yeah, Walter, yeah. Having a borderline, what the hell am I doing here, look on his face, as every kid in an orange jumpsuit kept running and screaming in front of his table. Oh, my it God. A glorious, I glorious so wish I would have gone. I, I stopped that weekend. I stopped at learning that there was a panel on how Captain Kirk and Naruto have very similar qualities. I went, okay. They they, they tried their best. They really tried their best. Now, to... Do you still have that music video? Because I might need a copy of it. Just to, yeah, to I show. still do. I, yeah, I still. Yeah, have I might need to get that from you so I can show it at MegaCon as as part of one of my panels down here about uh, Naruto Trek. Um, <sighs> which even better, technically, I believe that event happened twice. So there was a second Naruto. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and, and legend has it, it was a, a father and daughter. And again, back in, in the 2000s and the aughts, um, everybody yeah, wanted their own anime con. Because we got 20 bucks, you could get yourself an anime con. So. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, a young lady decided she wanted to do a Naruto convention. And she asked dad to help her out with it. And dad's like, I'll put money in it if it's a Star Trek convention. And it was yeah, like, now. hey, this, it, we get peanut butter and chocolate. We'll make Reese's. It did not make Reese's. It, I was there. I saw it firsthand. Yeah, uh, now, it we, used have, we used to have some strange guests at J-Con just because the staff wanted to see certain people. And hey, oh, yeah. you're willing to throw money at it and well, make it happen. All I can say is only in Florida. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, only in Florida. <laughs> that now, is the, that's a moniker to attach to that. Talking about guests, when you've done a convention for a quarter of century, a quarter of a century, you brought in a ton of people. If you had to pick the best guest, in your opinion, that Animathon has ever brought in, in 25, 26 years, who would you who would you say is your pick? I have to say the best guest I had the most fun with and the fans did was Lady Beard. Really? Okay. See, we brought Lady Beard in when he was at the top of his career, you mm -hmm. know, when he was, so his concert was one of their biggest attended concerts at that time. Oh, wow. Really? And he, okay. he put on it. And I mean, he was fantastic. We, we joked around a lot. You know, it was funny. There was a funny story about this because um, he made us a commercial and he said, and, you know, he was pumping out, I'm going to Canada, you know, Canada. And he goes, and I'm going to lick a, uh, what is this? Oh yeah. Lick a, I'm going to go and lick a bear, you know, hug a bear. And what? Oh my gosh. So what I said is, Oh really? Are you? So I told my co-chair at the time, you know, I think uh, I said to him, you know what? I've got an idea. I always come up with these ideas. I go, we're going to get this big gummy bear. We got this big, like, you know, five, six inch oh, gummy geez, bear. We yeah, put it on a geez. plate and mm -hmm. And oh yeah, he wanted he mentioned maple syrup, so we got maple syrup, Canadian real maple syrup. And on stage, we, I said to him, you know, after his, when he was going off stage, says, wait, 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 wait. I hear you want to lick a bear with maple syrup. Oh my god! And he goes, did I say that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sounds like a he came. So, he, yeah, he came to Canada to get diabetes. <laughs> so we got a tra we got the tray out. We put the uh, gummy bear on and we put the maple syrup on it. And he said, you know, here you go. Here's your opportunity. It's all Canadian. Oh my he gosh. really did it. He really licked it. Yeah, what's, he, what's funny is if you look at the, with, I'm looking in the chat and somebody just typed lady beard with a question mark. And I'm waiting for that person to Google and find out what we're talking about. So, yeah. So he, he was a very popular guest and he was, he was fantastic. That's I mean, great. Oh, at his peak wow. time, he was, he was, he's the peak crossover of anime fandom and internet. So that's, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. He put I'm not familiar at all, so it tells you how far oh, my really? finger oh. and the pulse of fandom. Oh yeah, he put 150 percent <laughs> of his of himself. Like when he did that concert, he just about passed out. You know, he you know he put 120 percent of his energy. Well, into it. and then he like, still would he still go run around and do a high five to all the fans that came to his autograph session. Every single one. I mean, when we saw Momo Clover Z at at Expo, Tom, I had no idea who those girls were. You know. Mm -hmm. So I just, I have no idea, you know, any of the, any of the uh, Japanese acts. So, well, we had, well, uh, we were always lucky with guests. I don't well, you sold the bear doing... on eBay? No, no I, think I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm like, what, 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 what? <laughs> it's like when they. <laughs> yeah. Lady Beard licked this, licked this uh, gummy bear. Hey, people pay money for things for charity. You never know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I've seen some of the stuff that they sell after the Star Trek events. So. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Bella, what's her name in Bathwater? How much uh, money did that make? Oh, um, oh, yeah. So, so uh, 
that was your 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 your, your favorite guest. What was uh, w- would you also just say that was your biggest like attract like attraction like the most people came for that or uh... um, we, we've since then had a little bit bigger attractions but um, I always feel there's a little bit of you know I was really liked the him and we had a lot of enjoyment I mean mm-hmm. some of our biggest guests like um, we had uh, last year in our 2019 we had basically Bandai come or two representatives from Bandai come. Mm-hmm. The reason they like who you know most Bandai doesn't really do conventions, right? Yeah. And especially small ones. But this little uh, show called Blood Blooded Orphans, right? Right. Yeah, right, Blooded, right. Orphans. Blooded Orphans. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one episode that took place in Edmonton, Alberta. And they okay. even had our city. They even had the streets of downtown, and they had Gundam fighting over our you know in our streets. We thought that was so cool. So when we we thought, well, you know, maybe we should try. And they was like, no, 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 we're not interested. And they said, where are you from again? Edmonton. They go, wait, wait, wait a minute. 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 <laughs> and they never came to Edmonton to do that. They took everything from the internet. So the producer and the main oh, wow. voice actor, hey. they came down and their main thing was, hey, we'll, we'll come to your convention if you take us on a tour. We want to see all the locations in person. Well, and you bring and, up a great point that we talk about with conventions a lot of times too is, and again, you are northernmost, and and where we can say like, oh, well, it's Edmonton, it's the middle right, of nowhere. Right, yeah, yeah. There is appeal to being the middle of nowhere. You know, Orlando, we have come <laughs> to theme parks. You know, if you, yeah. you come to Texas, come get barbecue. Um, right. right. But you know, yeah. when you guys run your show, I mean, is when you bring your Japanese guests, you know, including those producers, how often is that a thing for for drawing them to come to your city? Yeah, it's pretty tough on that part. You know. Um, Usually, uh, they usually always comment on how cold it is, and that's in the middle of summer. Well, yeah, oh, I, 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 but you know what? We've we've had a lot of hot days here too. So, um, on the mall, we have well, everything. Yeah, yeah. we take them yeah, to the Sporky mall. Sporky Bar just said, and the mall, and, and that's honestly when I when I came to Edmonton and I brought Ken the one time. Um, Ken was always like, oh, "We've been to the Mall of America." And I'm like, "Oh no, 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 no!" I've been to the we- the West Edmonton Mall, yeah, and I've been to the Holy Land and back, and you know. Uh, <laughs> getting the true canadian experience i go to the food court get poutine and then go buy myself a um uh a a roots hoodie or uh uh you know t-shirt while i'm there so well one thing we are is we're a very green city and the river valley is very green and it's like a river valley in the middle of a city so one thing they always are they always really are impressed by the green and how beautiful it really looks here so that is one big appeal we do have well, it seems like friend Karen's in the chat. Recently, Japanese guests sometimes make decisions to go to smaller conventions based on the tours and unique experiences that they can have by joining the event. Do you guys uh, not ta- uh, uh, know about it or, or talk about it? So, you know, and, and that's a, is a good piece. Like Ken and I already brought up uh, the the single most uh, uh, you know touristy thing, I guess to put it, uh, that we know of in Edmonton to see in Edmonton is the West Edmonton Mall. Um, and if, most of our most of our guests go there too like we had mm-hmm. um we had flow uh which is a big band i mean flow is a very big band they don't do mm-hmm. you know very many small conventions we we were very lucky we got them because you know our guest relations department really works hard to get guests no oh, plus mm-hmm. they wanted a canadian tour they wanted a day canadian city you know so we, we were very fortunate and they went to western montemal and the coolest thing there is that um they have a gun range there and they said, Oh, we can fire real guns. They no. were free. They were, they were freaked out over that. And they were like, Oh, cool. Yeah. But it's until the manager we, found out. We have what? friends, we have friends in Texas that run Texas shows. And when they come to Texas, it's, Oh, NASA is there and I can shoot guns. And those are the two things that <laughs> well, yeah. Japanese guests are excited about. So. Well, remember that dinner we had at Expo Tom and the most fascinating thing was the pictures of us at the, at the gun range. Oh yeah. We had to wait to do a, <laughs> we, we, we did uh uh, we were doing a, a big dinner uh, right. in 2012 at Anime Expo. And, you know, it was a lot of, uh, you know, important people that had to sit there. And Ken got roped into having to go with me so I could have more people to to converse with. And I look over and, I, you know, we're all worried to be sure, you know, we're, we're still new into the, the the Japanese communication end of be careful, tread carefully what we're doing. And I look over at Ken and he's flipping through his cell phone and they're fascinated because he's showing his other half at the shooting range with a gun. <laughs> And they're like, oh my gosh, it's they're shooting. I'm like, I 
I keep forgetting different countries, different expectations of yeah. what is going to be uh, attractive when you come visit somewhere. Yeah, the know? guy sitting next to me was Gunotaku, um, and we we talked a little bit about about rifles. It was it was interesting. It's a very interesting dinner. And the fact that I had been roped into it was just I was I wasn't even supposed to be there that day. So oh yeah, uh, but uh, you know. I enjoyed my time in. I was actually quite shocked. It was very much Tom said, "Hey, I got a spot open. You haven't been to Canada to any of our shows. You want to go?" And I was like, "Okay, Edmonton." But uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed myself. The one thing that caught me off guard was the big cloud of pot smoke I had to walk through to get back to the hotel. So now, well, with the legalization of marijuana in uh, in Alberta, um, how does that affect? Uh, your your event well one of the things is the edmonton expo center isn't located in the best part of town either That's oh oh yeah <laughs> okay good point <laughs> the convention center is located a little bit better i mean it still has its downtown issues right like any other city but yeah but um the expo well, center is perfect in canada <laughs> well you know we'd like to think so <laughs> yeah but just remember the the roughest part of town there is is you know Very casual parts city. of yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, well, it's it's relaxing for us. Very green city. Yeah, it's somebody said somebody's answer was a very green city. Also, Vlad, you had uh, uh, Echoes Jigen say uh, they just wanted to say thanks for all the good years. Uh, they've been an attendee since 2012 and a panelist since 2016. So you have a bunch of fans showing up in our chat, all trying to say hi to you. So uh, we'll see. The irony of it all was that um, there's a story I wasn't going to say, but I'll tell it anyway. Um, Definitely. I like as as a con chair, I like to during the day my uh, all my directors and that do a really fantastic job. So you know everything's usually taken care of, and you know barring emergencies, I like to go between the fans. You know, experience mm -hmm. the con, see what they like, and so everybody knows me. You know, and I've become sort of because of my AMVs and a little bit of a celebrity there. So everybody always going hi Vlad, hi Vlad, hi Vlad. You know, people I don't even know who you know. Uh, I wish I knew everybody there. You know, but yeah, they all know me. So. Last year, what we did is we 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 started into uh, raising money for a charity at this children's stallery, and I wanted to really kickstart it. And I, you know, so as I said, I wanted to use my popularity to offset that. So what I said to people is, I made a co-chair challenge, and I said, if you raise enough money, I will cosplay, but I won't tell you what I'll cosplay as, but I'll make it worth your while. Oh, your staff has shown me these pictures. Oh my god. <laughs> so. But you know what it did? It raised more money than we ever expected, double what we expected at all. And there were people that come up to me and said, I paid a lot of money today to see you, so hopefully it's a good costume. So, you know, you use that to your advantage sometimes at cons, you know? Yeah, that's what I like. I, I love entertaining and making people happy. And if bias con chair can make people happy doing something like that, it's all if, worthwhile. If somebody can find one of those amazing shots of Vlad and, and put it in the chat for uh, Ken to look at oh, later. It's a very magical photo. Uh, yeah, he would enjoy that one. Yeah. So, um, well, okay. 10,000 so Canadian or US? Ken, Ken never gets tired of the, the Canadian money joke. <laughs> you know, the only time he was very quiet. I saw my ATM, my ATM balance when I, when I pulled money out. I'm going to tell you something about Ken. Went, oh, my God. Oh, I'm in Canada. I'm going to tell you something about Ken. I used to go to AWA, and they used to be bugged about all the time. Then one year, the dollar went to a dollar. I know. And the, you guys were so quiet that year. Oh, yeah. We're I, like was making all the, I was making all the jokes. I was saying, I was pulling out my Nick, my loonies and going, here. Everybody get some money. Oh, no, no. That, that, real that money. Year, the crazy. greatest one traveling the world doing this. I went to a show a couple of years back called Percon, which is in Poznan, Poland. Oh yeah, and, I forgot about the Polish and, one. And <laughs> they use they use this. They weren't using the euro anymore. You could play for some place, but they had zwalty was their local currency. And all I remember was going, oh, I don't know what the conversion. I'll just get some money, get a get a few, a couple hundred zwalty. Hopefully, I'll be okay. And I went and did um, uh, took took the, the actor as their wit to dinner. And I said, uh, I said, all right, order everything. I'll, I'll pay for it. It's, it's, you know, my treat. We're having a good time. And we're getting like uh, these amazing venison steaks, some borscht, pierogi, beer. I mean, it's a huge meal. And the bill comes and he's like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, please, I got this. And I pay. And it came to like 120, 130 Zwalti total. Wow. He's like, oh my God, you shouldn't have done it. I was like, dude, 
I was sitting there and I finally learned the conversion rate. That was $25. It's like Euro trip. <laughs> I was suddenly a millionaire. Like I walk, I was talking to my wife at the oh. ATM, like, ah, I'm going to pull a thousand. She's like, you're doing what? I'm like, oh, nothing. That's like 200 bucks. It's okay. It's cool. So you know, that was it. That, that, it was very much pulling my ATM receipt when I was at Edmonton going, what the hell? Oh, well, that's, oh, it's a Canadian. Oh, okay. That's, that's one of the large attractions that we do have is uh, our rates, even our convention rates, mm -hmm. are, oh. not, are lower than even your U.S. rates. And our costs, like even our convention costs are a lot lower. So um, like an average con is what, about 60, 70, 70 bucks now, 75? We're, yep. we're about $60 and that's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Vic, Vicky's only everything. reason that, that that shot is any good, Vlad. So. Well, well, it, <laughs> you bring up an interesting challenge we have. Well, first off, Ken, when this is over, somebody did post the link so you can oh, see. Oh, I know. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay, good. Um, hey, I delivered. That's, that's important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We ran into, and here's an interesting challenge, when, um, again, working with shows that work in the United States and then Canada, um, you know, actors will appear for a guarantee. And right, yeah. I, I remember the first couple of shows I dealt with years ago when we were doing Crossing the Border, and it was, oh, here's your guarantee. And then there was no clarification on currency. So when they got there, uh, I had to deal with, deal with a fire situation of an agent and an actor assuming it's, you know, their currency where they signed their agreement. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Where we are like, no, no, you're in Canada and this is a Canadian show. This well, is was, the currency. Yeah, I mean, us having to do stuff and, you know, work with a Canadian company. You know, looking at contracts and what what things are going to be paid out, and was always oh yeah you know. yeah. I started putting USDCAD on everything for clarification. It just became something we started learning. Oh yeah, we have to clarify that. We're very 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 clear on clarifying that as well. Smart. You get burnt once. Yeah, um, it's it's there's always a learning curve, and it's always that one incident that you remember for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, it'll um, burn you. But coming coming all the way back around, so so we're down to the last couple of minutes. Um, so so bring us home, Vlad. Tell us, uh, you know, what are the plans for Animathon now going into next year? What can you tell us? And, and, and you know, what's the direction of the show uh, now that we're coming, we're midst or hopefully coming out of COVID? Well, we're still planning to come back. We definitely are um, still have our dates set for next year, which is uh, August, early okay. August. So at the moment, that's our plans. Uh, I mean, we are working on um, how to do that, you know. And what's the best way that's going to work, just like any other con. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, you know, looking at what other cons have done too, you know, that have come back. Mm -hmm. But we plan to come back in one shape or shape or another for sure. Perfect. And what are the what are the exact dates for next year? Uh, that is August. Uh, I got that. Yep, you can yeah. go to the website. I think it's five to. I didn't write that down in my little cheat notes. That's okay. Danielle's going to pull, pull it up in the stream. So See, theoretically, the thing is, is you, you organize your own con and you don't even know the dates. Oh, I, always had to look, I always had to look it up, Vlad. I, I know. Oh, yeah. And everybody always assumes that you know the entire con schedule if you're in charge. I know. Of I know. My, all my stuff is going to be going, Vlad, you forgot the dates already? Yeah. So you guys are August 6th through the 8th, 2021 That's uh, at the Edmonton uh, uh, Convention Center in downtown Edmonton, yeah. Alberta, Canada A. Um, and uh, you guys probably, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram. Um, Vlad, I'm going to ask the question I know everybody else is asking. When is the Animathon TikTok coming and what dances will you be doing? Oh, what dances? So I've already been embarrassed by the opening video of the AMV video. One of our guests was an AMV creator called King Redeem. And he made a video of me, and he made a video and overlaid at me dancing. So I've already Perfect. done the dancing part. Well, then we'll, we'll give up on all hope of a TikTok. But uh, on behalf of myself and Ken, uh, Vlad, thank you. We sincerely appreciate, appreciate you taking the time coming. Sure, uh, no problem. Joining us this evening. Uh, again, folks, if you're uh, uh, ever hankering to go check out a, a convention in the Great White North, uh, you know, Edmonton's a great town to visit. Ken and I have both been there. It's uh, Animathon. Uh, is it Animathon.ca.com? That's a clarification. It's I .org, ask. I think. .org. .org? Yeah. So, so animathon.org and you can find them on um uh, <laughs> and my producer saying make sure you follow wasabi anime on social media We're, we we have a scroll at the bottom about all of our social media if you haven't noticed in the past hour go watch the whole episode again and find it but uh again all of us are on twitter instagram 
the book face for the older people, uh, which is our parents and Vlad. So um, and next time you're here, I'll show you the real Edmonton. I the real, I, the real Edmonton. I will absolutely take you up on that. The best advice anybody gave me the first time I went to Calgary, somebody told me to go to Banff. And I said, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. It's a big and island. That was the first piece of advice that, that I took from a Canadian local, ran with it, and I will take you over next time. That is our show, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Vlad, thank you. Everybody check out Animathon and everybody pose for the camera as we say good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convention Nerds. The Convention Nerds logo was designed by artist Caitlin Jane. Convention Nerds is a presentation of Wasabi Anime. This recording is copyright 2020 Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. To learn more about the show, visit greenmustard.com forward slash convention nerds.